We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, what up, what up? We got ourselves a breaking news edition. Green with Envy Quick Hit. This is your boy, Will Weir, checking in, of course, riding shotgun with me. I got the homie, Adam Taylor. And as you all know, we are here today. The Celtics have filled the 20th of their 21st training camp roster. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. We're here to talk about Dame Lillard to the Bucks, Adam. Give me your just. I, I know you were at the gym. You were moving around. You thought everything was all quiet, and then like the NBA does, they don't give a fuck about your day. And they came in. They messed it all up. Tell me your initial thoughts about Dame to the Bucks. The deal we've all been waiting on. We know who the mystery team was now, huh? Yeah, like, mystery solved. I woke up this morning like, yo, it's Miami or it's Toronto. Those two are clearly the two most well-reported teams. And I think this just goes to show, right? Like. Teams like teams leak what they want you to know. They don't leak like Milwaukee kept this shit like what is it? Gang real G's moving silence and violence. Like um you I know, mean that's that one, and then there's a little Wayne line, real G's moving silence like lasagna. Like lasagna, there we go. If we want to be a bit more modern, like that's kind of how Milwaukee have operated for all of this. Like it you haven't really heard anything. Giannis puts out that statement saying he wants to be shown like he wants a, a commitment to the team wanting to contend. On the surface, it looks like Milwaukee doesn't have shit in terms of like trade assets, right? Like when you look at their roster, Phoenix come in like, y'all give us all the role players. We'll take all the role players. I'm hyped, man. Obviously, it makes Boston's road a little bit more difficult, but Miami didn't get down. And I'm sorry, but that's a win for every Celtics fan somewhere in the world right now. Yeah, so so let's reset the stage here real quick. If you're watching this on Twitter or YouTube, I got Shams's Twitter pulled up here just to kind of set what everything was that went in, went out. So the Bucks they get Damian Lillard. The Blazers, they end up with Drew Holiday. We'll circle back on that. DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara. No idea if I'm saying that right, but let's roll with it. 2029 first round unprotected pick from the Bucks. They get two pick swaps, I believe. I think it's 2028 and 2030 from the Bucks. And then for the Suns, they get Yusuf Nurkic, Nazir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. So sticking with the Bucks part of this right now, because I think that's the that's the most important part of this, you know, just trying to 
get our mind around all of this. Like you said, the Bucks were. I feel like the Bucks were always thrown out there on the outside looking in as they'd love to get into this, but do they really have a path? And you know, Adam, you know, you said they moved in silence. Giannis didn't necessarily move in silence, but the Bucks listened. The Bucks organization moved in silence. Giannis was has been relatively vocal this offseason about showing me that you want to win. This Dame move is certainly, you know, an all-in move. This is a team that even if they hadn't made this move, you know, they were already getting older. Right. That's one of my biggest concerns with, with the Bucks. And that's why I think actually for you know for the Blazers getting those 2028 and 2029, 2030 picks, two pick swaps and, and one unprotected pick, you know, four to six years from now, those could be some pretty damn good picks. When you look at Dame 33, Brooks 36, I think Middleton is still kind of a question. Which Middleton are we getting? But there's no doubt for at least this year and, and probably next year, you take Dame, you pair him with Giannis. You know, we did our top duos in the league. This might jump them right to the top. And on paper, anyways, the combo of Dame and Giannis, the way that they can play off of each other, Giannis protecting Dame on defense and just offensively, these guys might be running pick and roll from from the logo. And whether that's getting Giannis with a head of steam downhill, Dame's popping, or you got you got Lopez in one corner, Middleton popping around another another screen on the wing. That is dangerous as hell, man. This I, I think right now, and tell me if you agree. I think at least on paper, and that's it's funny because a lot of this is you know until the season starts, it's all on paper. On paper, the Bucks I think have have vaulted the Celtics as the favorites in the East right now. I'd be cautious saying that as a, de- a definitive, and I know you're saying it's on paper, but Milwaukee's top strength, like you know their top five, top four guys, are definitely there or above what Boston has right now, but their depth is really bad. Like I just I think they're really thin right now. As you said, they're aging. Would all of them be able to sustain a deep playoff run? Can they stay healthy? Boston are deep one through twelve, maybe even one through thirteen at this point, with guys that are long, athletic, they can defend at a high level. A lot of them are two way talents. I'd say that there's parity between the two now, but it's different, right? Like Milwaukee has that top-tier guy in Dame, that top-tier guy in Giannis. Their duo is arguably better than Tatum and Brown. I'd say it's not even an argument. I'd say, you know, it's very much a I fact. I mean, Giannis is, is what, top, minimum, top three, four guy in the league. Yep. Dame is and top then, what, 15, top and 10. And Dame's, Dame's at least above Jalen, right? Like, like I, think yeah. that, I think that's the thing is, you know, Giannis is in that top, you know, three to four group. Tatum's probably in that next grouping of five to to seven, whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. And then Dame's in whatever that grouping is just ahead of, of Jalen Brown. If he's in that, you know, 15 to 18, yeah. Dame somewhere in that, you know, 14 to 10 or whatever it might be. And he's coming off his statistically his best year. Now, obviously he's going into his 30 age 33 season and they shut him down early. But I, I, dude, I think this is like him and Giannis just feels like it should fit like a glove. Now we'll have to see. And I think I said this is why I said on paper because I think for even the Celtics, the Kristaps fit I think seems like it should work really well both defensively and offensively. But we have to see it. We have Absolutely. to see it. And I think these are the two best teams in the East. And I think they're I, seemingly, if if all are healthy, they're on a collision course, which we thought they were last year too. To be fair to the Eastern Conference Championship, but but I think that's why it's going to be so interesting to see how this plays out on both sides. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, I think Boston has the better depth. Milwaukee has the better uh, top end talent, and seeing how that plays out during the postseason when rotations are shortened, Milwaukee probably do come into it as the bookies' favorite. They probably come into it 
as you know with an advantage due to that top end talent but at the same time the Celtics are coming in with a lot more playoff experience they're coming in with a lot more options rotation options it is going to that'll be a seven game series no matter what i'd be very shocked if these two face off in the conference finals and it doesn't go seven mm-hmm. or anywhere in the postseason right we don't yeah, know how the right. seedings we don't know how the seedings are going to go but, but to your point like yeah. when they match up this is an elite matchup right and, and to be fair it was an elite matchup even before this trade, but with Dame in the mix, this really takes it to another level because here's the thing, like with Drew Holiday, they're going to miss his defense. And I think that's mm-hmm. another part of this puzzle with the Bucks when you look at it from a Celtics perspective is what does this do to that Bucks defense? We know their depth is going to take a hit, but what does it do to that, that top-end defense when you're looking at who's going to be out there on the perimeter? And even if you really like Brooke Lopez, he's another year older right? He's 36 years old. We have the same question with Al Horford. We love Al Horford, but you never know when they're going to start to take that dip. And they're going to have to rely on a guy like Brooke Lopez a lot more than the Celtics, which is why, you know, there's, there's, like you said, there's different ways to look at this where, you know, the Celtics have an, have an aging big, but they also have Chris Apps, Porzingis and Rob Williams who have their own concerns, but (laughs) you have multiple options, right? You have three different options where you're looking at just, you know, Brooke Lopez and then Bobby Portis. So it, it is a fascinating matchup. And then, you know, with Drew Holiday going out to to start to look at it from this perspective, he's going to be already being shopped by the Blazers right now, which I think is part of what made this deal more appetizing than whatever other elements that they were looking at. Essentially, they get DeAndre Ayton, they get up to potentially three first round picks, and then they can flip Holiday, who's going to be a hot commodity. I've seen Celtics fans floating this around. So let's let's at least, you know, go through the thought process. Do you think the Celtics should try to throw their names into the ring and, and at least see what the price is on, on a guy like Drew Holiday? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, who are you giving up though? You've already lost Marcus Smart this summer. Do you really want to try and like is it Malcolm Brogdon? Are you trying to do a Malcolm Brogdon flip plus whatever it takes to make the money work? I haven't looked at the contracts to get Drew Holiday. Yeah, that's, take, so that's the issue, right? Because I, I think that's where a lot of Celtics fans' heads are at, especially given, you know, the dialogue around Malcolm Brogdon over the last week or two, um, from the report from Gary Washburn and so on and so forth. But you know, 22 million for Malcolm Brogdon. I think Holiday somewhere around 37 million. But you also have to factor in this has to be appealing for the Blazers to do it because they, they, I can't imagine they they, have, they want Malcolm Brogdon. They already have yeah. a, a young set of guards in their backcourt. So this essentially would be them trading for Brogdon to flip him again. Then you got to add in whether it's picks or someone like Rob Williams or Al Horford salary wise, they can get you there or you got to start compiling this together with a Sam Hauser, a Jordan Walsh, uh, you know, Delano Banton, whatever else. And all of a sudden you're at five, you're, you're at a five for one trade, which pre-training camp, you can actually make that work a little bit easier because of the expanded rosters. than when you get, you know, into the regular season. So if it is ever to happen, this would be the time. And so, you know, from a Celtics perspective, if it's Brogdon and, and you can compile the the right amount of back end players and throw in, you know, a pick or two, I think it's worth at least just seeing what that looks like. I'd say for me, if you got to do Brogdon and then add in Rob or Al, we just talked about the, you know, the depth of the Celtics I think are going to need in that front court when you're especially comparing them to somebody like the Bucks. You still got Embiid lingering around, even though that situation's messy. You got Bam out there. You, you've you got a lot of top-end talent in the front court in the East that you got to deal with. I, I don't want to hurt that that depth because I don't think Drew Holiday is worth two of those guys. If we're, if we're talking about Brogdon plus one of those bigs, I don't think Holiday is worth that. So if that's the price, cool. I'm out if I'm the Celtics. If it's Brogdon, a bunch of back-end pieces and a pick or two, I'd have to see exactly what that looks like, but I would at least think about it. But I would imagine this is probably not something the Celtics are going to be able to get involved in, but I've, it's the NBA. Crazy shit happens every day. I mean, you got to look at this from a contract standpoint as well, right? Like, Brog- sorry, Holiday's got this season and then a player option for next season. Then there's an extension to worry about, an extension most likely that would need to be negotiated in the next couple of months. If you don't negotiate that, say you trade, say you do trade for Brogdon, say Portland are like, hey, we want a veteran presence on the bench and in the locker room to help bring these young guys through, show them the ropes. Brogdon's a consummate professional, you know, uh, part of the Players Association, six man of the year, rookie of the year, can really relate to these guys. This is who we want. Cool. You trade whoever you need to trade, you bring in Drew Holiday. If you lose Drew Holiday, if he doesn't want that extension, if he doesn't want to be in Boston, the upside of his player option, hits unrestricted free agency next summer, that money doesn't just appear for the Celtics to go and use in free agency. They're yeah. over the tax. So not only have you gave up two valuable rotation pieces to get this guy or multiple rotation pieces, depending on what the deal looks like, you're running a risk then of losing him and not having the facilities to replace him. And that, to me, is a risk that I don't see Brad taking. Every move he's made, even when he has took swings like on Horford, on Porzingis, extensions have followed. 
He doesn't like to leave things kind of lingering where he can. Uh, so I don't see it happening personally. I'd like it, but it's just it doesn't seem like a logical move for me. And, and Adam, you also opened up the show saying, I'm glad Dame's just out on the heat. Well, the Heat are definitely going to be somebody that's sniffing around Drew Holiday. So let, let's let's start to kind of guess a little bit. You know, where like what would be some some locations that Drew Holiday could could end up in that that would really make you kind of raise your eyebrows, or or at least maybe maybe make you a little bit interested to see him there. So I know our guy Jonathan Macro has been exploring what it would take for the Knicks to get Holiday. I think that would be a really good fit. The Tom Thibodeau def- defense first mentality, the way that Holiday plays and the way the Knicks like to play, it does look like that would fit. If you then look at like Holiday, Brunson, Hart, Robinson, Randall, they all kind of have that defensive mentality mm-hmm. where, you know, to as maybe not so much Randall. Um, but that could work. I also like maybe the Raptors try and pivot and get him as a get Holiday as like their Fred Van Vliet replacement. They've already replaced the scoring by bringing in Dennis Schroeder, but Holiday is the guy that you bring in to replace what you're losing with Fred Van Vliet in terms of that in-your-face grittiness. Then if you look out west, I don't know, maybe Houston try and do it and pair him with Fred Van Vliet in a rotation, but that's just, it just Yeah, messy. I don't know about that. What about the Clippers? The Clippers out west, I think. Are, now, are they need a guard bad. Right? They're, they're in point guard. Please give us a point guard. They're basement shopping for point guards right mm-hmm. now. They're in the dollar store. Um, do they have the... The assets to do it—that's the question. Like again, the tough part. But as you just said, the issue is rebuilding. They want young pieces. Exactly. So I was gonna say that's the difference. Is where you know they've they've been rumored a lot in the James Harden sweepstakes or non-sweepstakes, whatever, whatever's happening in Philadelphia. Is that's the next domino to kind of potentially fall, and they've been rumored to maybe get in the Drew Holiday mix. But when they're trying to give you know Philly. Terrence Mann and you know Amir Coffee and a few other younger guys, you know Philly's like we got Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. What what is that doing for us? If you're the Blazers and you're getting Terrence Mann and maybe a couple draft picks and you're just eating, you know, uh, I'm assuming Marcus Morris's salary has to be in there or something, then that's a little bit easier and more appealing. And and I've even seen, like I said, the Sixers getting involved. That would be all-time comedy if Holiday were to go back to the Sixers, Harden and a couple picks, maybe go to the Blazers, and then the Blazers just try to flip Harden again. And I, I mean, I think as we were talking about the Celtics, that's all they would be doing with Brogdon, is trying to flip Brogdon into another pick. So this could turn into a revolving door potentially for the Blazers, where Holiday turns into another player who turns into picks in a player, who turns into another set of picks in a player. And you know, there's a lot of different avenues for them to go but but where holiday ends up is, is i think going to have a really big ripple effect on you know the the hierarchy of the nba can i just point this out as well jimmy butler's heated right now did you see that post that come I on I, so the funniest thing to me about that so i saw where where jimmy's saying you know nba check out that tampering which is funny because the the heat and the the blazers have been connected to tampering basically the entire offseason uh so it's funny him saying that but then also tyler hero reposted that which i thought was hilarious because it was like wait, Tyler, you want them to look into this? Because if he goes to Miami, you're not going to be there, bro. You're going to Portland. Like, what, what Maybe he likes the idea of a bigger there? role in Portland. Like That would have been maybe, like... Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but that's interesting. But, but continue at your point. I just want to point... Like, that was it. Just like Butler's heated. You know, He's like, man, I got another year with Carl Lowry. You know, Carl's kind of... But the biggest thing is not to poke fun. I was going to poke fun at the heat then, but I wouldn't be happy if the Celtics were in that position. So... I'll, yeah, I'll refrain, away, man. Where, where nah, are you man, I'll, be, away. I'll be more professional than that. <laughs> I will say this though: Miami lost 
some guys this summer because they were trying to make that room to bring in Lillard and to, you know, Gabe Vincent was a big loss. Uh, Max Struess was another big loss. They lost two fifths of their starting lineup in the yeah. NBA Finals. And right? then all like, of a sudden, like the guy that you're losing them for because you're like, hey, we need to bring in Dame, we need to make every he doesn't come. So now what do you do? Do they pivot and be like, we need Harden? I doubt it because heat culture and everything, you know, and Harden. Holiday's is, more of a fit there than, yeah, than, than Harden. And but Harden's would, more of a talent than what Holiday is. And it's just like, how do you kind of balance the Holiday's the better fit? Harden's the better talent. We need the talent to kind of make up for what we've allowed to leave during the offseason. Right. And they need more scoring, right? That's because I feel like, 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 like as much as people wanted to you know, devalue Tyler Hero as an asset because they made that finals run. When you look at that Nugget series and, you know, the magic ran out with the Duncan Robinsons, the Caleb Martins, the Gabe Vincents, you know what they actually really needed in that series was a, a true tested 20 to 23 point per game score, which is Tyler Hero, who was missing from their team, right? So I understand that, you know, obviously they made that run, but, but there is a certain point where you need those guys. And, and certainly as Celtics fans, we've seen that before in the finals against the Warriors. And then even in game seven against the Heat, when Tatum rolls that ankle, JB's having a bad night. Brogdon's out. Brogdon was supposed to be that other guy that's available. And of course, the first time all year that he really has injuries, it's in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Celtics didn't really have anyone to go to to say, you know, this is the guy who we're going to ride to get us points in this game. And obviously, they fell so far behind, it, it didn't matter. But that's where they go out and get a guy like Chris Stapps, Porzingis. And now you're layering up on those different options because you're going to need to get those tough tough points in the playoffs and that's where drew holiday has really struggled for the bucks in the last two seasons especially with the injuries to middleton so that's where the fit with the heat a little bit shakier even though culturally it seems like a match yeah it's tough man it's tough miami are in a really bad spot right now in terms of just needing that extra guy maybe and i floated this earlier to myself maybe it like it makes sense for me that maybe yet again maybe i say they try and see what shakes loose on a Zach Levine deal. Like Ooh, that's interesting. That's you know, I mean, I mean the Bulls, Bulls and Raptors, right? I feel like those are two big swing teams yeah. as we look into you know what could happen midseason. Where if they get off to slow starts, it's like what are we doing? We're, we're just sitting here in purgatory. We're going to be in that nine to eleven spot. Do we just want to be in the play in again? Or do we move the DeRozans, the Levines, the Siakams, the OGs? Do we make a move? And, you know, th there's a lot that could happen across the NBA. But, you know, this day move, this is certainly kind of the domino we've been waiting for all offseason. And I'll say this, Adam. I'm glad to be done with this because I yeah. really was not, especially when the whole uh, Vegas Celt odds for Dame to the Celtics resurfaced its head. We have a great guest coming on our show tomorrow. I was super not excited to bring that up, but I felt <laughs> obligated to. So I'm glad that we actually have a real trade to talk about and we can move on from the Dame saga. Any Let final thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one final thought. The Celtics win Banner 18 in 2024. I don't give a fuck who signs who, who goes where. It makes no difference. We're talking about Tatum, Brown. Chris Stapps, Paul Zingas, Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White. We've got Jordan Walsh, the second coming of Marcus Smart in three-point shooting wing form. You, <laughs> Al Horford. Like, they're just so deep. 
And I think that while teams do shorten their rotations in the postseason, that depth is a luxury that a lot of rosters don't have that is ultimately a huge difference maker down the stretch, as you just alluded to when you discussed Game 7. So, yeah, I'm sticking strong on this. I think the Celtics at least make it back to the NBA Finals. I'm expect I kind of expect a Celtics Lakers NBA Finals if I'm not if I'm not lying. I think the Lakers have a really good team. The Warriors are running with a golden like a golden girls roster this year. That didn't work for Los Angeles. I don't see it working Just for the Rudy Gay today too. Yeah, dude, 37, any 37. Do I know what's wild? I saw this today when they signed Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay, I think this is going to be his 18th season, either 17th yeah. or 18th season in the NBA. He's never won a, a playoff series. Dude, he's played career. 29 playoff games his entire career. That's wild. I'm wild. sure it's 29. I wrote this out earlier for Warriors Wire on USA Today. Let me pull it up. That's um, wild. Just to think of a guy of, of Rudy Gay's stature. I mean, he's played on a lot of solid teams. You know, he's, he's, especially when you think back to that time in, in Memphis, but never found his way. And he was with the Spurs, the dude. And, and the Spurs, he was with the Spurs. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay, yeah, this is what I wrote. Despite his 18-year NBA career, Gay has seldom participated in the postseason. The veteran has played 19 playoff games. 19. He never, last playoff never won a series. Never won a series. Only started 11 of those 19 games. Last time he played in the postseason was 2019 for the Spurs. What the fuck, dude? Wild, man. Wild, man. The NBA never sleeps, Adam. So at least we can put the Dame saga to bed for now. I'm sure there'll be more quick hits, more breaking news for us to get to. Appreciate you jumping in here, man, and catch y'all Love you. Say. You got me on the floor, you know I came to play I know I shouldn't, but you seem to take my pain away And every time I score, Jason Tatum fade away I close my eyes and I'm floating your river